Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Faith and Pain, the podcast. Today, I'm doing a reading of the rough draft of a chapter that might be in book eight, might be in book nine, but will definitely be on the website at faithandfandom.org. But it's uh, Pokemon Arceus. It's over when it's over. When I first heard a Pokemon game was coming that would be using the same engine as Breath of the Wild, I stopped listening. I didn't need to hear anymore. I was automatically sold. I pre-ordered two copies, one for me and one for my kids. We have two Switches and divide game time amongst the four of us. I hadn't played Diamond or Pearl before, so I hadn't spent much time in the Sinnoh region. But I expected, like most Pokemon games, to wake up in your bedroom or a vehicle or something not hurtling through a rift in time and space. Arceus, the Pokemon deity, is basically sending you from your world into another, and as it chucks you through space and time, it upgrades your smartphone to give you a helper and a way to receive communications from the cosmic commissioning creature. You find yourself crashing to this foreign land with little memory or understanding of where you've come from or why you're there, but are quickly thrust into the adventure. I'll say that this is easily one of my favorite Pokemon games, but it's also so much like Breath of the Wild that it's kind of a given, but this format really does work exceptionally well for a Pokemon game. It's definitely a different formula, but the same heart. For me personally, I'm a story-driven in games in life. And I rarely go in for the completionist end of gaming. For me, once I've gotten the full story, I'm out. This is one of the reasons I've enjoyed more recent Pokemon games like Sun and Moon, Sword and Shield, and Arceus as well. When you've beaten the game and the credits roll, you're literally only halfway through the story. There's more after the initial victory waiting for you. Whether it's exploring weird portals or funky dudes with sword-shaped hair, the story continues. It's not simply unlocking achievements. Your journey isn't over. The same is very much the case for Arceus. After you have closed the rift, there is a whole adventure. Once the credits roll, Volo is waiting to challenge you to get all the Arceus plates, and not only that, but many legendary Pokemon, and one of the toughest battles lie ahead with Arceus. I was discussing with someone just a couple of days ago how much I enjoyed this aspect of the game, and they just kind of looked at me with mouth agape. Turns out, as the credits rolled, they just turned the game off, put back in the case, and moved on. They didn't see if there was more to go, or even about the outcome of their actions. They got the acclaim of the finished screen, and were satisfied. When we satisfy ourselves with praise, congratulations, and approval... We rarely are going to give our best. If all we want is for someone to give us an acknowledgement, it's easy to put a small amount of effort in, do, do it long enough to earn some praise, and then jump right back into living how we previously were. This is an attitude that is thick throughout the church culture, where people are willing to show up for Sunday services to get social and familial approval, and then go back to ignoring God the rest of their time. Enough of an effort to make grandma think you're still a good boy, or to drop a well-captured pick of holiness for the gram. This is a dangerous mindset to live by in terms of spiritual development. Yeah, missing out on catching a Gerentina because you stopped playing is sad, 
but there's a lot of us who miss out on what God actually has in store for us because we settle for the momentary applause rather than fully exploring the story God has laid before us. Paul lays out this verse in Galatians 1.10 that has dramatically shaped my heart and motives for the last 14 years. Obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. Temporary accolades can be detrimental to the long-term goal. There are so many people in both Pokemon and life that are satisfied with a brief moment of accomplishment that they just stop pursuing forward motion. We have to fight to make sure that's not us. The first arc in the story comes to an end as you close the rift and credits roll. If you choose to accept Volo's nudging, you find 17 Arceus plates, and unknowingly, unless you're even remotely good at foreshadowing and story devices, find yourself being double-crossed by Volo, who has used you to help him pave the way to the deity Pokemon of Arceus, whom he plans to conquer and remake the world in a better way. Like every classic villain monologuing. You battle Volo and his Pokemon for the safety of the universe at large. By the way, this is thus far the toughest battle in the game. And he pseudo-repentantly walks away, giving you the final plate and potentially access to Arceus. You end up with a Legend of Zelda-style flutish object, and once again, the story ends. Just gonna pause for a second and say that this interaction reminds me of something in Acts chapter 8. A sorcerer named Simon tries to get access to the power of God for selfish reasons, gets rebuked, and walks away repentantly. As far as I can tell, no magic flutes were involved. Acts 8, beginning in verse 14, when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to Samaria. When they arrived, they prayed for the new believers that were there that they might receive the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit had not yet come on any of them. They had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And then Peter and John placed their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. When Simon saw that the Holy Spirit was given at the laying of laying on the apostles' hands, he offered them money and said, Give me also this ability so that everyone whom I lay hands on may receive the Holy Spirit. Peter answered, May your money perish with you because you have thought you could buy the gift of God with money. You have no part or share in this ministry because your heart is not right before God. Repent of this wickedness and pray the Lord and pray to the Lord in the hope that he may forgive you for having such a thought in your heart. For I see that you are full of bitterness and captive to sin. Then Simon answered, Pray to the Lord for me that nothing you have said may happen. There often comes a time when people will see something they want, but not be willing to get it in the proper fashion, or to do the work required for it. Simon literally tried to bribe his way to the power of God. Volo recognized that the power of Arceus had and wanted it for himself. But after his defeat at your hands, he decided it wasn't worth the effort anymore, and walks away. He may come back. I'm not done with the final portion of the game yet, trying to get this written first, but he just wasn't willing to do it the right way. That can be true of many of us in life in every area from relationships to notoriety to faith. We want shortcuts and don't want it to have and we we want shortcuts and don't want it if we have to do the hard work. That's never an attitude God will honor. Once Volo storms off and you get the ocarina of the, the azure, azure flute, you blow it and receive this message. Seek all Pokemon. This should sound familiar, 
Because at the beginning of the game, once you land and pick up your arc phone, you get this message. I bestow upon thee this arc phone and thy mission. Seek out all Pokemon. Right out the gate, they told you what was required. But some of us, we see that message and feel like it's not worth it. That requires you to find all 240 Pokemon in this game in order to proceed to the final point of facing Arceus. Remember, this whole game was built on the idea that a deified Pokemon sent you, equipped you, and commissioned you into the world. That's the point. For Christians, it's similar concepts to what Jesus did. Jesus called his disciples and told them they would be fishers of men in Matthew 4.19. That phrase connotates that these followers of Jesus were to go out into the world and bringing, bring in the lost. To seek and to find. They just didn't get a fancy mystical smartphone to do it. When Jesus was about to ascend into heaven after the resurrection, he gave what we call the Great Commission. Matthew 28, 18-20 Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the very end of the age. From fishers of men to the Great Commission, the goal is clear, go seek the lost. Make disciples. Do the work Jesus called us to do. His calling and mission. Luke 19.10 states, For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. I'm currently at the stage in the game where I've completed the two main arcs, and if I want to see Arceus, I need to find all the Pokemon. I put my laptop down and picked up my Switch to check my Pokedex count, and subsequently got distracted for 15 minutes looking for satchels. As it stands, out of 240 Pokemon, I have seen 209 and caught 197. I have a long way to go. You know what happens if I go back to the shrine and blow the Azure flute to summon Arceus? I'm told to get back to work. Told to get back out there, seek all the Pokemon. I know what my job is, and it's my responsibility to do it. It's the same distracted attitude where Christians will say things like, I don't know what God wants me to do with my life. Or God has told us, where God has told us clearly, he wants us to go out there sharing our faith, making disciples, and doing his will. This isn't just a vague concept, it's the actual mission. Matthew 24, 14 states, And the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world, so that all the nations will hear it, and then the end will come. I'm at a stalemate with this game. If I don't do the work of seeking out all the Pokemon, I won't see the true end. If we don't do the work of taking the gospel into all nations, we won't see the ending Christ described either. Because God is being patient with all mankind. On a real note, I don't have a burning desire to see, fight, or capture Arceus. Before this game, I didn't know Arceus existed. But I want to finish this game, and I want to be able to blow the flute and move on to what's next. Instead of being told to get back to work. The Bible teaches of this moment when people will come before God and will have as fruitful of a response as me blowing this funky flute. Matthew 7, 21-23 Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who do the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and in your name drive out demons, and in your name perform many miracles? 
Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. I can stroll up to Arceus and say, I close the rift! Or I stop Bolo. I can say those things. But the mission, the whole time, has been to seek out Pokemon. If we are going to church, listening to Christian music, reading geeky devotionals, but not actually doing the work that Jesus gave us to do, then we aren't being effective. If you want to see Arceus, it will take time and dedication. You have to decide that continuing to play this game and seeking out the Pokemon is worth more than you shelving it or trading it in a GameStop. Your heart has to be set that if you want to see, your heart has to be set on it that you want to see Arceus. Jesus states in Matthew 5:8 that our heart's condition will determine us seeing God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Not that we attain purity on our own, but that our hearts are made pure by knowing Jesus and the salvation he offers. But the reality that we know that salvation, that will also mean that we aren't just going to hoard it for, to ourselves. We're going to take that sacrificially pure heart Jesus provides us, and we are going to share the word and work that he gives us. We don't earn a right to see God, but a truly changed heart results in truly changed actions and efforts. Ask yourself these three questions. Is your desire to do the work God calls us to do? Is your heart changed enough to actually care about others to share his message with the world? Did you catch that Unon on the top of the Magikarp statue in the middle of town? The work of the gospel is meant to reach all. You know, like Pokemon, it's in all, not in some. See you out there, trainers. Before I go, I want to take a moment to thank our Patreon supporters. Um, first off, uh, Jason Crutchfield, Mike Perna, Todd Turner, Jonathan Jacobs, Zach Harris, Caleb Grimm, Jeanette Skaggs, Chris Poyer, Jason Bullock, Christina Ray, Sarah Lewis, Patrick Gale, Rebecca Godlove, Adam Davis, Stephanie Schwann, and a special thanks as well to the Christian Comic Art Society. Thank you all so much for uh, being big supporters and encouragers of faith and fandom. Uh, the book for book eight is in our editor's hands, and uh, we're looking forward to that uh, coming out soon. And even beyond that, uh, we're starting to actually make Comic-Con appearances this weekend. So uh, excited for all that God is going to bring forward in the year. So thank you to everyone that listens. Uh, and if you want to become a Patreon supporter uh, for as little as a dollar or, you know, however much you want to do, uh, there's different levels. And you can check that out at patreon.com slash faith and fandom. And um, this chapter, as well as all of the other uh, chapters are over at faithandfandom.org in the blog section. And I'm going to hit done on this so that I can uh, play some more Pokemon. Bye!